What's up, everybody? Rob Stats Guerrero here with you, flying solo today on a sort of a different feeling Monday. You know, the 49ers didn't play yesterday, so kind of a different feeling today. I want to do something, you know, just a little different than normal. I know that it's, we're about halfway through the year here and everyone wants to do grades and things like that. Look, if you want that, you can get it plenty of places. I'm going to do something similar, but a little different. I want to make it a lot simpler than grades because for some of these positions, like, look, offensive linemen, I'm not going to sit there and watch every snap Lakin Tomlinson has ever played. I'm just not going to do it. Um, for a lot of these guys, I'm not qualified to give a letter grade. Let's, you know, I'm not in an NFL locker room. I don't, I don't know the game plan. But I can take a bigger picture view of things. And that's kind of what I want to do. I want to simplify it and just make it easy for you to understand. I call it the Jobs Report Podcast. And very simply, are you doing your job? We're going to look at a lot of the players on offense and defense and just try to answer that simple question. Part of the ways you're not doing your job, ineffectiveness or injury. And yes, injury is part of it. You have to factor that in. Your number one job, your first job as a player, no matter what position you have, is to be healthy, to be on the field. And if you can't, that's a problem. Now, that doesn't mean, oh, you had one injury, so I'm going to knock you for it. No, no, no. That's not how it works. We're, we're adults here. We can parse things out. But if it's repeated, that's an issue. And you are going to get dinged for that. And what I found is, over the years, if half of your starters are doing their job, you're okay. You've got a shot to win. You have a path to victory. It might be narrow, but there's at least a glimmer of hope there. If half your starters aren't doing their job, it's dicey. So we'll go through, we'll look at the offense, the defense, the special teams, and the coaching. And then once we determine who's doing their job and who's not, we'll look at what that tells us about the team as a whole. Because, you know, obviously these things have meaning. Now, I have been told by some that I can be a bit negative. So let's start with the defense. I want to be a little more positive in general, I think everyone would agree the defense has played better than the offense. So let me start with the defense because I'm going to be more positive. And as I look at it, the 2020 defense so far, even with all their injuries, passes the smell test. Around half of the starters there, at least, are doing their job. Even the guys that are out there are doing their job. And by the way, just because you're doing your job doesn't mean like that's it, the team's going to win all the time. If you're a backup defensive lineman, your job is not to go out and get 20 sacks. That's not how I'm looking at this. That's unfair of me to grade you like that. But if you're going out there, you're playing well against the run, you're getting some pressure, that's doing your job. And as I look at the 49ers defense, there are, I would say, five, maybe six players doing their job. Fred Warner, 100%, no question. I don't need to dive into the analysis there. Jason Verrett was allowing one of the lowest quarterback ratings in the league a few weeks ago. Had a couple of mediocre games since then, but on the whole, for the most part on the season, doing his job clearly. Doing well above his job, actually, considering he wasn't even a starter coming into this season. Javon Kinlaw, absolutely doing his job. I know he's taken some criticism because he's not racking up a ton of sacks. He's a rookie defensive tackle. It's not his job to get sacks. He's stout against the run. He pushes the pocket. He does cause some pressures. He's doing just fine. Absolutely doing his job. Dre Greenlaw, doing his job. Again, another guy that, you know, 
Quan Alexander was the starter coming into the season, and Greenlaw has stepped up since Quan's been out. He's played well. He can make some improvements, I think, in coverage. He can make some improvements against the run, being a lot more aggressive. I know that's something that Kyle Posey has talked about in the Shanna Plan podcast. But on the whole, again, he's doing his job. The only one I don't know about is Emmanuel Mosley. He's been injured. He's I've seen him get taken advantage of a couple of times this year. I know the Seahawks got him at one point early in the game. But then I've also seen him make some great plays, like later in that game against the Seahawks, he's one-on-one against DK Metcalf way down the field, and he makes a beautiful play, shields his body, knocks the ball away. So he's been up and down. But again, considering I wasn't counting on him to be like the lockdown guy the start of the year, I'm going to be generous again, being more positive, and say he's doing his job. So when you look at it, that's one, two, three, that's six guys on the defense doing their job. And when you look at the 49ers defense as a whole, you say, yeah, they're not bad. They've had a ton of injuries, but they're hanging in there. They provide a path to victory. Even against Seattle, we saw it. They hung tough early, and then eventually the offense sputters, and there's just not enough depth there to keep everybody fresh. And so the defense wears down, and then that's why you've seen some of these sort of lopsided scores. But I thought the defense has generally hung tough throughout the season. I don't want to get on them too much. When you look at it, there's a lot of guys here doing their job or more. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of guys that aren't doing their job. And some of those are obviously the biggest names. Richard Sherman, we know. He's been hurt. Sorry, dude, not doing your job. Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart. You check both boxes. You haven't been that good. And in Ward's case, he's been hurt. You know, when it comes to the 49ers safeties, there's a very simple philosophy that can tell you exactly how they play. And that is no big plays. They don't allow big plays and they don't make any big plays. That's just it. That's what you get with them. You generally do not give up chunk plays, which is a huge bonus, but you don't get any of those game-changing plays either. The big interception or a big force fumble. That's not who they are. They're not dynamic guys. And Jimmy Ward just signed a contract. I'm sorry, just not giving up big plays is not enough. That's not your only job as a safety. So again, you know, while the play hasn't been all bad, this is a very general kind of a thing, a kind of a rating. And so I have to say you're not doing your job to both Ward and Tart. Nick Bosa, not doing your job. You would have if he got on the field, but he's hurt again. And look, in his 49ers career, he's been banged up a lot. He was hurt. He missed all of training camp his rookie year. He did play all 16 games last year, which was great but gets hurt pretty much immediately this season and he misses the whole thing. Sorry, dude, that's not doing your job. In two years, you've been banged up both years. Quan Alexander, I know he's not here anymore. Not doing your job. Again, another guy, hurt. Really hasn't been the same since he got injured last year, but he's not on the team anymore, so I don't want to focus too much on him, but he was a starter coming into the season. Eric Armstead, I'm sorry, dude, not doing your job. Like, you're just not. And I know that some people, you know, the people that watch all the film and they say, look, you know, he's, you can't just go by sacks and stuff. And they're right, by the way. You can't just go by sacks. But at some point, results have to count for something. I know process is important. I'm a big process guy myself. I get it. If you do the right things enough, the results will take care of itself. But the results still have to count. And Eric Armstead is getting a ton of money. And when the other guys went down, 
Part of your job as the guy that's there, especially the guy making big money, is to elevate your game, to step up, to be better than you have been. And he clearly hasn't done that. One and a half sacks on a season, two and a half tackles for loss. Like, that's just not good enough. And he might be winning these reps, I get it, and he might be causing some pressures, and that's great, but pressures aren't sacks. Sacks end possessions. They change possessions. Sometimes they flip field position. Sometimes they take teams out of field goal range. There's a huge impact with sacks. And he's not getting them. And he basically hasn't gotten them, save for last year when he had Bosa and Ford and Buckner around him. His lack of production has been a crusher for this defense this year, among other things. Again, I understand the injury situation. Solomon Thomas, hurt and not very good, clearly not doing your job. And D. Ford, hurt, not doing your job. We probably won't see D. Ford again. So that's basically eight guys on defense that aren't doing their job. That's why this team is where they are. That's why this team has a losing record. I don't know why we've seen so many of the guys not be able to do their job. Injuries are obviously a part of it, but I don't think that's all of it. I mean, Tart and Ward, for the most part, have been healthy. But they've shown that they are not capable of generating those game-changing plays. Armstead, been healthy, which is awesome. He gets some credit for that, for sure. But simply participating is not enough. I always hated perfect attendance records. Like, what if you showed up to school every day, but you were an asshole? Like, you get a perfect attendance certificate? That's great. But you made everybody else's day miserable every single day. You shouldn't get credit for that. So I never liked attendance awards or giving credit for just staying out there. That's part of it. It's not all of it. Now, I know there's other guys like Kaywon Williams. I don't want to be too harsh on him. He had a very specific role on this team as a slot guy. He's been hurt. He's not really doing his job, but his role isn't that big anyway, so I don't know how much that actually damages the defense. But if I had to put him in a column, if you're asking me, I would go not doing his job. So there are some positives for the defense, but there's a whole lot more negatives. But it's still good enough to give you a path to win. It's not horrible. It's not blow it up, start over. The path to victory is just very narrow. Okay, now let's flip it over to the offensive side of the ball. And now on offense, it's not as nice a picture. I started with the defense because I wanted to be more positive, but I'm sorry, the offense is going to be a lot harsher. I count four starters on offense who are doing their job and one other player that is. But that's it. That's not good. And on the offensive line, there's only one guy doing his job. And when you're a running team, you need more than one offensive lineman to do their job in order to be successful. So the guys doing their job, I have Trent Williams for sure. I know he's had a couple of rough games, but again, doing his job on the whole through nine games, Trent Williams is absolutely doing it. I think he was pro football focus's highest rated left tackle. So yay, Trent Williams. Brandon Ayuk. 100% doing his job. Again, he's not putting up 100 yards every single game, but his job as a rookie is to come in and be dynamic, and he has absolutely been that. And if they had any sort of consistent quarterback play, I think his numbers would skyrocket, as it was as soon as any time the offense doesn't completely stall out, he's been a major contributor frequently. Kyle Juszczyk, 100% doing his job. Been versatile in the backfield, great blocker, Catching passes as usual. I love Juszczyk. I love what he does for this offense. 
I know he makes a ton of money and he's going to be a free agent. I hope they find a way to somehow work it out because I think that they are the perfect match for each other. Juszczyk is great in this system and Kyle knows exactly how to maximize what he does. I think if he goes anywhere else, he's not going to be as successful as he has been and he's probably going to be just a lot more bored, frankly. So I hope they can figure that out because I love him. Raheem Mostert. Absolutely doing his job. And I know you might want to get on me and say, but stats, he's been hurt. Yes, he has. But again, like I said, getting hurt once doesn't necessarily take you out of the running for doing your job. He's averaging six yards a carry on the season behind an offensive line that is largely disappointed and a passing attack that has been uh, inconsistent at best. Raheem Mostert absolutely doing his job. His game-breaking plays early in the season masked a lot of the problems that we would later see with the offense. A lot of his runs come from him just flat-out making guys miss behind the line of scrimmage. 100% Raheem Mostert's doing his job. And the last guy's not a starter, but he falls into the category of he doesn't have a big job, but he is doing it. And that's Kendrick Bourne. 100% doing his job. Make catches on third down. Be a big target for whoever's throwing the ball. He can't be your best receiver. If he's your best receiver, you're in big trouble. And a lot of times this season, he's been sort of the most reliable guy out there, which is tells you exactly what you need to know about the 49ers offense this season. But in the right circumstances, he's a great third or fourth option. And he's been, he's played up to that level this year. Now, now we get to the naughty list. You know a lot of the usual suspects. Just start with the offensive line. Like I said, Trent Williams is the only guy doing his job. Lake and Tomlinson, nope, sorry, not good enough. You're only doing half your job, and it's run blocking. And even that hasn't been spectacular. Ben Garland's been hurt. Sorry, Ben. Got to put you in the naughty list. Daniel Brunskill. Ugh. It's just not working, dude. It's not working. Anytime the other team sends a blitz, they just run right through you. Every time. It's one of the most predictable things about the 49ers offense. And Mike McGlinchey. Oh, Mike McGlinchey's getting pancaked by defensive backs. Yeah, no. Just no. And I don't care what you say, Mike. You're not doing your job. Every every other play, you're getting collapsed. It's pathetic. When the other team wants a pass rush, they know exactly what to do. Line up over you. Because they know you ain't stopping them. Debo Samuel... This one was close for me because when, when he's played, he's really had a dramatic effect on the offense. He's made the offense so much more versatile with the sweeps and just the RPOs and a bunch of the different options that they can do. He really sort of lengthens the lineup. Like in baseball, if you suddenly add a slugger, all of a sudden the rest of your lineup gets better too because everybody moves down one spot. That's sort of how I feel with Debo when he's in there and, and he's got guys like Ayuk around him and Mostert and Kittle and all that. But the problem is he can't stay on the field. He got hurt, you know, before the season started with the broken foot, and then he comes back, he starts to get a little run, and he hurts the hamstring. Man. And I, I don't mean to blame him for the injury, but if it just goes down to doing your job, availability is part of it, and he hasn't been available more often than not this season. It's really hurt the team. So even though he's been good when he's out there, I got to put you in the not doing your job category. Sorry, Debo. There's two more guys that aren't doing their job, and I purposely saved them for last because they're the most polarizing. 
One is Jimmy Garoppolo, which I don't think you can argue. He hasn't done his job. Straight up, he has not been able to stay healthy. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy a lot of times in his 49ers tenure and even in his Patriots tenure when he got in there. The fact that he cannot stay on the field is reason enough for the 49ers to look for another quarterback this year. Whether or not you think Garoppolo's been good when he's in there, you can't argue he misses a ton of time, especially for a quarterback. And so that alone has to give the 49ers reason to search. Now, even when he hasn't been hurt, the play has been erratic at best. One word you cannot use to describe Jimmy Garoppolo's play this season is consistent. We've seen him look good early on against the Jets. We've seen him look putrid, like he looked against Miami, Seattle. Not good. When you're getting $26 million and you're the quarterback of a team that's looking to go and win the Super Bowl, you have to be better than this. I don't think it's arguable at all that Jimmy Garoppolo has not done his job this year. So that just leaves one guy, and I know you've probably been waiting for him, and I purposely left him for last. George Kittle's not doing his job this year. I'm sorry. I know everybody loves him, and I love him. He's the first 49er jersey I bought since Frank Gore. But he has not been doing his job. He's been banged up. He's been hurt when he's played. His blocking has not lived up to its reputation. I know everybody seems to be on it now that he's the greatest blocker ever, but he has not been as good at blocking this year as he was last year. And there's too many games when he disappears. Disappears. And again, when you make that money, you got to produce at that level. And he hasn't, mostly. It's very frustrating because... Everyone says he's the best tight end in the league. Well, you can't just go away like that. You can't Casper on me. Say what you want about Travis Kelsey, but the guy produces. And I know he's got Mahomes throwing in the ball, but Mahomes isn't going to throw it unless he's open. George Kittle hasn't been doing his job. And if he doesn't start doing it better, that contract's going to be a mistake. You know, we got a long way to go on it, so we'll see. But there's a lot more to be desired there with Kittle. In the red zone especially especially got to produce more touchdowns consistently. He's never had more than five touchdowns in a season, and he's not going to have that this season. That streak is going to continue. So that's where we are with the 49ers offense. They're a running team. Only one offensive lineman does his job. And their two highest paid players are not doing their job. That's a huge problem. They have 13 touchdown passes after nine games with a great offensive coach. Like, what? That's just bad. That's just not good. And that's why you've seen this year so many struggles from the offense. As a unit, they're not doing their job, the majority of people out there. You know, you all had those group projects in the school where, like, you, or maybe it wasn't you, I don't know, but one person or maybe two people are really into it, and they're doing all the work, and the rest of the people are clearly not into it and have no intention of doing anything. That's what the 49ers offense is right now. And if you've got one or two of those guys that's going to sort of slack off in your group, you could you could get through it. But if you're the only guy out there and you're outnumbered like 2 to 1 or 3 to 1, you're screwed. And that's where the 49ers are right now. And the real thing that worries me is I don't see a lot of this flipping in the second half of the season. I don't see Lake and Tomlinson suddenly turning it on and all of a sudden being awesome, or Mike McGlinchey or Daniel Brunskill, like 
If they haven't done it by now, they're just not going to do it. Now, if Debo can come back and stay healthy the rest of the way and produce like he has, that'll help for sure. And that could happen, by the way, because like we said, when he's out there, his level of performance has been fantastic. If he can avoid those injuries, that will definitely help the offense. But I don't see too many guys flipping. Garoppolo probably won't be back, and look, he hadn't showed it by now. Look, you don't need this long to tell if a guy is good. Look at what we saw from Tua Tungavailoa yesterday. Right away, you could tell he's got something here against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo did not play well against in week one this year. You don't have to finish a whole meal before you know if it's good or not. Jimmy Garoppolo is not very good. Okay, let's take a break. I still have two more units I want to get to. We're going to do the coaches, and then we're going to do the special teams. We're not going to spend a ton of time on special teams, but I don't want to completely ignore them because they do matter. So we'll do those two things coming up after the break. All right, we're back here on the Niners Nation Jobs Report podcast. Two more units to go. We've got the coaches and the special teams, and we'll do the coaches first. Are they doing their job? As a whole, I would say not all the time, which is frustrating because I look at it very simply. The job of a coach, whether you're a head coach or a coordinator or position coach, whatever, is to put your players in a position to be successful. The Niners coaches have done that most of the time this year, I'll say, but not all of the time. And that's sort of the crazy thing because they're the only guys on the team that aren't affected by injury, right? There's no reason they shouldn't be at their best every week. But whether it's some of Kyle's game plans, coming out and trying to throw the ball against the Packers, like, what are you doing? You ran all over this team twice in two meetings last year. You dominated them on the ground. Run the ball. I I don't understand that. It's so strange. I don't know how Kyle Shanahan could be such a good offensive mind, but then sometimes, you know, miss the forest through the trees, I feel like. The Seahawks game, they didn't attack down the field at all against a terrible defense, which just got absolutely worked by the Buffalo Bills yesterday. So even though he's been great a lot of the time, he hasn't been great all the time. The Brian Allen thing, I put that mostly on Sala, but when you're the head coach, you have the authority to overrule anybody, and Shanahan didn't overrule Sala until it was way too late, and he absolutely should have. So I would say, on the whole, Kyle Shanahan has done his job, but he should have done it more. Because coaches can't get injured, so there's no reason to have off weeks. And it's not just to have off weeks. It's to miss the sort of obvious thing. That's the part that's frustrating as a Niner fan. You just feel like sometimes he tries to outsmart the room. Keep it simple, man. If they're bad against the run, run the ball. If they're bad against the pass, throw the ball. You can get creative, you know, as you come up with ways to do that. But don't overthink it. Robert Sala kind of falls into the same category. Mostly good, mostly very good, but inconsistent. The Brian Allen thing will go on his coaching tombstone. I mean, every time you say it out loud, this practice squad guy who'd never been out there is one-on-one against the other team's best receiver multiple times, including on a third and whatever it was, third and goal from the 22, gives up a touchdown pass. Like, that's... All-time bad. That never leaves you. That is a stain that lasts forever. But he's also sort of 
adapted some of his tactics. He's been blitzing more on third down since the defense suffered all these injuries. He's been blitzing Fred Warner a lot more, things he didn't normally do, which is great. That's awesome. That's putting your players in a position to succeed. So overall, I think he's done his job. I think they both have, but not all the time. And that's that's the weird thing. I just want to know with these guys, how much feedback do they take? Are they, is it just an echo chamber of you're great, everything's good, hey, way to go? Or do they have somebody there that can push back and get in their face? The best workplaces are places where there is that sort of creative tension where you have someone who's in charge who ultimately makes the decisions, but then you have a trusted number two or trusted advisor, whatever it is, someone that can just basically walk up to them and say, you're being an idiot. It's like that Dwight Schrute line from The Office. When I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do this? And if the answer is yes, I do not do that thing. Sometimes that's what it comes down to. You need that. Look, sometimes you're, you're so invested in something. You get so in the weeds. You're so into it. You're taking a deep dive. You don't realize sort of big picture what you might be doing. Whereas somebody else can walk right past you and look at that and say, that's a little weird. That's, something's not right there. This is upside down, you know, whatever the case may be. It's like that Snickers commercial back in the day when the guy's painting the end zone for the Chiefs and he's, you know, he's deep in there. He's painting the letters. He's super into it. And then a player walks by and says, hey, man, that's great. But who are the chefs? Like, you need somebody to walk by early in the process and say, dude, you spelled the name wrong. I don't know if the 49ers have that. I don't know how they get it. I think it's especially hard the year after you go 13-3 and and go to the Super Bowl because somebody could say, hey, dude, you're spelling it wrong, and you could say, f*** off, I just got us to the Super Bowl. I think I know what I'm doing. Maybe this year is sort of a wake-up call for that. I don't know. But it is strange to see the inconsistency from the coaching staff because I feel like that didn't happen last year. The 49ers lost games for sure, but I don't remember a lot of games last year where I went, what the hell is Kyle thinking? This year, we've seen a few. Now, before we go, special teams. And I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this, but they deserve love too. They're a unit on the team. And I have to say, both Robbie Gold and Mitch Wisnowski are absolutely doing their jobs. Gold hasn't had a ton of opportunity to do his job, but he's only missed one kick all season, and it was from 50-plus yards away. That's doing your job. With a long snapper, by the way, before they can, Kyle Nelson, who is uh, struggling to put it mildly. Mitch Wisnowski's been fine. Top 10 in punting distance. He hasn't had a lot of opportunity because the Niners usually turn the damn thing over instead of punt, but he's been absolutely fine. He's been consistent, which is something they didn't see with uh, the infamous Bradley Pinion. So both of those guys doing their job. But I didn't want to just ignore them because they're part of the team. So what does this tell us on the whole? It tells us the 49ers' defense is good enough for them to win games, but the offense is just not pulling their weight. And that's what we've seen. It matches up with what the games have shown us. And looking the rest of the way, just sort of taking a quick, brief overview here, Saints coming up next, that's going to be tough. That Saints defense looked good against Tampa Bay. The Niners defense is good, but Sean Payton knows what he's doing. That's going to be a rough one. You know, there's not many games you can look at where you could say, we could still win this game with a subpar offense and a mediocre defense. Certainly the Washington and the Cowboys games are definitely winnable. 
That Bills game, I don't know what to think about it. But the Niners have a puncher's chance in all their games. I just don't know if that offense is going to do enough. And maybe it comes down to Debo Samuel and how healthy he is the rest of the way. Maybe with Debo in there, the offense can be dynamic enough to where they can be consistent and start pulling their weight. I had five guys on the offense doing their job. If Debo goes over, that makes it six. That's the majority. That tilts my rule. If you get six guys on offense doing their job, you generally have a fighting chance. So maybe that maybe it's that simple for the Niners. And Debo hopefully will be back this week. I'd sure like to see it. Because I can't, I mean, the 49ers the last two weeks have lost 71 to 44. That's uh, not good, as they say. So that's it. That's my jobs report. I know it's a, just a sort of a general overview and maybe it's, Something that you didn't already know. I don't know. Maybe you do your own sort of evaluation. But that's sort of how I see it. There's a lot of guys who are on the naughty list, as I said, who are not going to be back next year. Tart is a free agent. Richard Sherman is a free agent. D. Ford's probably going to be cut. Alexander's already gone. And there's a lot of guys that are on the not doing the job list that could convert. Kittle comes back next year. He stays healthy. He'll absolutely do his job. Nick Bosa, he gets healthy. He'll be doing the job. I think you're going to see some changes along the offensive line, and I think you'll see some changes in the secondary. So there's room for optimism for sure. But halfway through the season, most of the team is not doing their job, and hopefully it changes. That's going to do it for me. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. You'll get this show. You'll get all our great shows, including the Niner Nation Podcast, which will be coming out tomorrow for you with Niner Nate. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Let's try and get a win this week, huh?